Welcome back, listeners, to the Tackle Debt Build Wealth Podcast. I'm Brian Maroyce. And I'm Stephanie Maroyce. And as we're gearing up for the holiday season, today's topic seems to be a relevant one. How to celebrate the holidays without racking up a mountain of credit card debt. It's easier said than done, right? So let's unwrap this challenge together. Also, yes, we watched The Grinch last night. Yeah, we also, did. yes, it was my first time watching The Grinch. <laughs> Stop. It's, it's terrible. All right. Terrible. So, <laughs> yes, it's still November. Uh, so we're going to kick off with understanding why the holidays can be such a debt trap. Next, we'll share some practical tips to avoid overspending, followed by creative ideas for budget-friendly celebrations. And of course, we will tackle a listener's question at the end of our show. So let's dive in. All right. So the holidays bring joy, but they can also bring a lot of financial stress. I'm sure we've all been there. There's this huge push, like culturally, for us to you know, buy all these fancy gifts and give gifts to people and you know, plan these lavish meals. And of course, you need to decorate the house and the, the outside as if you were in like a Hallmark movie. But according to a survey by CNBC, the average American racked up over $1,300 in debt. And that's back in 2019. Inflation, obviously, the cost of everything has increased. So I, I would imagine that's getting close to double that. But racking up $1,300 of debt just for a short period is a big burden to put on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like immediate stress. Yeah. Afterwards and probably during as well, like the cringe of swiping or, you know, like adding it to the card. Yeah. <clears throat> and and it's kind of funny because according to another report by Bankrate, 60% of people with credit card debt have been in debt for at least a year. So pretty much by you putting any holiday shopping on the credit card, putting yourself into more debt, you're extending the amount of time that you're going to be in debt and only adding to that stress level. You know, it's not just stressful for four to six weeks of the holiday season. That stress is now being mm -hmm. dragged on for another six months, eight months, 12 months. Mm -hmm. So we want to enjoy, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking out loud here, hearing that I'm sure there are plenty of people that may hear that and think, all right, like cool downer. I'm looking <laughs> To still do Christmas, I still am going to get my kids and my family a gift. It's it's happening. Like, I happen to be in debt. So I'm not going to not do it. But So what's know. another couple grand? Well, so we thought, you know what, let's discuss tips for avoiding overspending. So either avoiding going into debt over Christmas expenses or avoiding adding to the debt or racking it up too hard there. So we wanted to go over some tips to avoid overspending. Yeah. And, and the first one obviously is is really just set a budget. Mm -hmm. So first things first, set a clear budget. You want to know how much you can afford to spend without relying on your credit cards. And that's key, like without relying on your credit cards. Mm -hmm. So for anyone who's gone through the Financial Wellness Academy, you guys already know that these are your opportunity funds that are being used. And so you've already pre-planned. Where's that money coming from? How much do you actually have available? And what you have within your opportunity funds to, to use for, for gifts. Right. Next would be to make a list. Man, I think before getting married, I did not make a list of any kind. It was like, well, obviously I'm getting for these people and these people. But then... You mean wedding gifts? No, Christmas gifts. I mean, like when oh. Christmas 
you know, like when the holidays came, it was like, okay, I don't need to make a list. Obviously, I'm getting gifts for this person and that person. And I'm just getting whatever they want. Right. But then like as time got closer, oh, yeah, then there's this this close friend I want to get a gift for. And then this person. And then, yeah, it did end up being quite a bit. And then. Yeah. So anyways, I'm going off track here. But create a list for everyone you would like to buy gifts for, need to or want to buy gifts for. That includes like. If you plan on purchasing for a teacher or a coach or the bus driver or just who are the people that you know you need to or would like to get gifts for. And then it can really be helpful to allocate a portion of your budget to each person. So then really looking at that list, how much would I like to or can I afford allocating to each person? And I would highly recommend checking that list twice. That was that was I a cannot. holiday joke, guys. Oh and then, my god! You know, I actually did you know, this. Obviously, prioritize your favorite people with yeah. like spending more. You're not going to, you know, even it. Out. It's not going to be an even all the way across the board. Yep. Come on, I, I definitely have a, a favorite. Wow. No, to this point though, not too long ago, I approached a family member and said, "Hey, what do you want for Christmas?" Also, by the way, like, going to be kind of cheap this year. It's probably going to be spending like x on per person like and i felt kind of embarrassed saying the number but then she said yeah you know what me too and like and and i just thought like first of all i didn't need to feel embarrassed about this and also we're all feeling the pinch so especially especially this past year everybody everybody's in the same boat yeah and then she gave me like a list of ideas that she had in mind for herself that i could get for her and it was all like oh like i'll still feel really excited getting you one of these things so yeah anyways it's it's the holidays aren't meant to just be about gift giving. And I, it obviously, it's been commercialized yeah. and everybody kind of feels like they have to do it. But holidays aren't about just gift giving. So like, I feel like even doing yeah. something that is smaller, more, more meaningful, like even embracing like homemade gifts, like doing something that's like homemade, like my sister-in-law, for instance, she almost always bakes these awesome awesome cookies Um. like awesome cookies like she is really good they last like 12 hours in our house maybe yeah guilty guilty but but that means more to me that she actually put some time and effort into this and i feel like that's way Mm -hmm. more meaningful than i don't know some widget that i'm gonna break within the next two months anyway right right the other thing is plan for sales so i think it can be really helpful to just like hit everybody up what do you want for christmas early on and then you can plan ahead and look out for sales you know like i know you can put stuff on your amazon list and then sometimes you can get a notification if one of the items is on sale or like doing black friday or cyber monday yeah and like right now so if you guys are listening to this now this is still a week before thanksgiving you know we we got a week before thanksgiving so then you have an opportunity to start planning now in terms of what you're going to be buying everybody, how much you want to be spending, and then looking for all the sales that are popping up on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So there's still that opportunity to find these sales. Right. Another is group gifting. Um, So for expensive gifts or, you know, for a lower budget you might have for this year, you know, consider pooling resources with other family members. You know, that's something I think I'm going to do with my mom. Hey, mom. Um, Yeah, she wants like a I don't know. Don't say it. I don't even know what she wants. I don't even know what she wants. But let's oh, say, right. let's say, I don't she know. Wants, she wants a hundred dollar whatever. She's going to listen to this. Oh, yeah. She's going to listen to this. Uh, she'll, she'll want a hundred dollar whatever. So then right. splitting it between the family, get right. you and a sibling to throw in 50 bucks and makes things a lot, a lot more manageable. Or, um, but I also, mm-hmm. 
when I consider like the group gifting, I also think doing those fun activities, like, you know how we did for my family a couple of years ago, everybody would come in with a gift and nobody knew what it was. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't assigned to anybody. It wasn't like a secret Santa (laughs) necessarily, but there was a cool game where you could like, one person would open a gift and then there would be a next person in line who could like steal the gift and then somebody else would open their gift and then everybody had a chance to like steal somebody else's gift. So there's like Isn't cool that ways- Secret Santa? No, Secret Santa's like you're buying White one elephant? gift for one person specifically, you know who it is. And anyways, the whole point is like White elephant. there are there are a diff there's a bunch of different <laughs> gifting games to make it more fun. More yeah. fun versus just dropping a bunch of money on every single person. Yeah, one year, family members brought Brian his shoes that he'd left at their house. Like this is... <laughs> and that was like... That was the gift. The gift. Um, uh. <laughs> another one too, something that we've done with friends is we said, all right, like let's scrap the gifts for one another. We're all adults. We're going to get something for the kids. Let's all just go out and get hibachi together. We're all just going to go out to dinner not buy one another, not exchange yeah. the same value gift cards to other grown adults. We're, we're all getting just... each other Amazon gift cards and rotating it around the circle. It's like, it's ridiculous. So why not just, let's all go out and have a good time. Yeah. More sake, more yeah. fun. Um, so just to recap, tips would be set a budget, make a list. Check it twice. I cannot. Embrace homemade gifts, plan for sales, and group gifting. So the holidays aren't just about giving gifts, right? Like we all have our reasons for celebrating, you know, us, we're Christians, so we have our own reason, but other people may be looking to just spend time with their family or loved ones or celebrate their own religious purposes as well. So how about some budget-friendly celebration ideas? Let's talk about that. Potluck dinners. Mm. Hosting a potluck dinner where everyone brings a dish. It's a great way to enjoy delicious food without all of the financial strain being on one person. I mean, I feel like growing up, there'd be like a family member who would host and then it's like they're doing it all and everyone else might be bringing like a little something. But I am a big fan of like, yeah, have three other people bring a side dish or, you know. Hundred um, percent. You bring the rolls. Say, you bring the bottle of wine. You know. I'll say, like strategically, it really helps out if you hate doing dishes as well, because like, because mm, they got to take their dishes back. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> but you want to wash it not for if, them? There might be leftovers. There's might be leftovers. Oh, okay. I was gonna say you're not gonna just have them take it back all grimy, Brian. No, this guy no, doesn't do on. dishes. So. I do not do dishes. Subject. All right, number two, free <laughs> holiday events. Yeah, look out for for holiday events in the community. Yeah, you know. we've, got, we've got one in the town right next door to us. Yep, a great light show. Like the entire the entire block. Like I'm talking about like two, three different streets. Mm-hmm. All the neighbors, I don't even know how they set this up, but all the neighbors agree to just massively decorate their yards yeah. and put up this giant light show. Mm-hmm. And it's the coolest thing. And it's free. It's just you drive down the road and you know it, yeah. it takes like you slow down and 15 minutes to drive through it all. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Window shopping too, honestly. Mm-hmm. So underrated. I don't know. That's something I love doing with my sister. Like you just go to some of the bougier areas where you're probably not getting <laughs> where you're leaving your credit shopping. card at home as you're doing that. But like, <laughs> I don't know, grabbing a coffee and then just walking around and bundle up lights like it's a whole vibe. We all know it. Totally. Um, totally. Great experience. So something else to enjoy. DIY decorations. I found the other day this cute little craft you can do where you like bake slices of of citrus, right? You bake like orange yeah, yeah, yeah. and lime and lemon and grapefruit slices and then you string it with some 
pine, like some greenery, pine and stuff. that's your garland. Make a whole girls' night of it or a family yeah. night of it. Yeah. All right. So next, we're going to go to our question from a podcast listener. This one comes from Julie, who asks, how do I work on a budget-friendly holiday when my spouse grew up doing extravagant holidays and loves to keep this tradition? Great question, Julie. That's a great one. Yeah. That's Thanks a- for reaching out, too. That's a great question. And it reminds me of some of our core values in Financial Wellness Academy of getting on the same page, like from the beginning, getting on the same page with your partner around your financial goals. So definitely I appreciate how sensitive and thoughtful, Julie, you are because you're you're in your question, you're saying it all. You're saying I value my partner and what he and and what he or she prefers or, or mm-hmm. what they value. So I think approaching this with sensitivity of, hey, I was really thinking this Christmas, I know that we tend to spend a lot and I was hoping that we could do this year a little bit different. I know earlier, you know, this month we were talking about some financial goals that we had. And so I'm thinking rather than spending X this year, I'd like for us to try to cut down a bit. And then circling back, I know that like really great gifts is a part of your family tradition. It's genuine. You're just trying to like convey you're important to me, but also so are our financial goals. So what's an actionable step? Having the conversation and just making sure you are tying in. This is important to me. I know that this is a piece that's important to you. Here are goals that we've been discussing. So looping it back to the goals. And then you, you got to be open to what suggestions he might, he or she might have. Don't go in with too rigid of a solution yourself, but, but especially if this piece is so important to, to your spouse, you know, the, the shiny extravagant holidays, be open to some suggestions and maybe you guys can come to a, ideally you could come to some kind of compromise. Yeah. I think just to add on top of that, I really think when you're mentioning like your joint financial goals, that's also going to help because like the holiday season, it's a, it's a moment in time and we're, we get really excited by all these really good advertisements, great marketing and flashy lights and big sale signs. And it's easy for us to want to spend money or take out your credit card and buy somebody a gift. And it, it's just a quick <clears throat> moment of time where you're you're in that initial response to buy something. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so I think revisiting you and your partner's longer term goals, really important to both of you guys. You really want to accomplish that. And that stays on the forefront versus all the for sale signs. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think this conversation could be a great opportunity to learn more about your partner too. If hundred percent, you know, if especially if you're coming to it just open to learn and and listen, you may learn that your partner might say, oh, "It's just that you know, growing up, it was just so 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 exciting as a kid to like get this gift that um you know it just like completely light you up." And you may learn, okay, well then. Like, let's direct that attention towards our kids. And then for us, we'll go out and do a nice dinner together or let's go away one night or do something that's direct that attention towards the part of this that matters most to your spouse and, you know, do something different rather than going extravagant with one another. Totally. I mean, I could talk about this forever. So many different ideas, but um, really great question. Yeah. Yeah, let's get let's get some live questions, guys. So don't forget to jump onto financialwellnessacademy.com backslash podcast. And you can sign up to ask your questions live on the air or um, have it pre-recorded or or just shoot in uh, your your questions that you may have. So Julie, thanks again for reaching out. So there we have it, folks. A holiday season that's rich in joy, 
doesn't have to mean a January that's poor in finances. So remember, the holidays aren't about how much you spend. For more tips and financial advice, check out financialwellnessacademy.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Brian Marais. And I'm Stephanie Marais. And this has been Tackle Debt, Build Wealth. Until next time, keep those finances healthy and your holidays happy. But don't take out my but don't. That's stupid. Thank <laughs> you.